I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody, I'm your host, Toby Leary. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things firearms, guns, Second Amendment, self-defense, and anything else we want to talk about. And we would love for you to be a part of the show. So if you want to go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire and get signed up so that you can be alerted when we record the show. And you can be a part of the show by typing your question into the chat on YouTube or uh, Facebook or one of the other several social media giants that we are on and a lot of legal questions come in so we try to have Keith Langer come on every once in a while and clarify um, whether or not this or that is legal or what whatever so and uh, we are as far as I know the only show in New England that is dedicated to talking about guns in the Second Amendment and you know about how guns are for everybody and we don't really get too too political on this show we believe the Second Amendment is for all Americans and for all people who can, you know, legally own guns, you know, we're here for you. So, uh, you know, we would love you to vote for pro-gun candidates. And hopefully if you haven't made it a purpose in your life to vote for pro-gun candidates, that now that you're interested in the Second Amendment, and say, you know, in gun, guns in general, you'll start to hold your, you know, preferred politicians accountable for that at the ballot box. So, um, that would be, obviously, in the last year, it's really shined a light on the need for the Second Amendment. And a lot of people who never thought they'd own a gun are now turning to gun stores everywhere and saying, how do I get a gun? And a lot of people really don't know because they've heard the media narrative that it's easier to buy a gun than it is to rent a book at the local library. Um, literally, those are some of the signs and slogans that have been used in even presidential debates, which is ridiculous. Um, but I think once you realize the amount of hoops that you have to jump through to exercise your Second Amendment right, you're going to be, <laughs> you're, you're in for a rude awakening. So uh, hopefully, you know, people, a lot of the new gun owners in the last year, and again, there's almost 10 million new gun owners in the last year in America. And hopefully, those new gun owners, we welcome you with open arms, and we're happy you're here, and we hope that you would, you know, start to make guns one of your top three issues that, you know, you look at politicians and, you know, the ones you're thinking about voting for and see how they, their record and what's their record on, you know, private ownership of firearms. And I'm not saying you all have to believe everything I believe. That's certainly unrealistic. And there's plenty of uh, nuanced disparity or nuanced discussion within the gun community. And, uh, you know, I think it's high time that we embrace all people in, you know, around the Second Amendment and 
let the chips fall where they may as far as all the other issues, who cares? Uh, but frankly, we want to see, um, you know, as many gun owners or as many people who want to be responsible gun owners uh, come to the table and, and begin to be a part of the uh, culture and the promotion of safe and responsible gun ownership in America. I had an interesting talk with a guy at a Christmas party who, you know, by his own admission, he wasn't very, uh, you know, he's definitely not conservative in any way, shape, or form, and, you know, claims self-proclaimed uh, very left-leaning liberal. He was a professor at a university, and he says, he's from Texas, actually, and he's a very prolific author as well, and he said, you know, I love my AR-15. I mean, I love it. It is the best gun. I love to shoot it. He goes, I just don't want anyone else to have one. <laughs> and I'm like, well, at least you're honest about that. He goes, well, it scares the crap out of me that anyone else might have one of these. I'm like, why? I mean, you have one and you haven't, you know, gone out and slaughtered a village with it. Why Why do you think everybody else is on the brink of disaster? He goes, I don't know. I guess you're right, you know. But we've able, you know, at least been able to open up that Pandora's box and have that nuanced discussion and you know i think he has been in the shop too a bunch of times and he realizes like hey yeah you know gun culture isn't a bad thing you know they're not people that are on the and again if you get everything all your news from you know the networks and the cable channels at night you might feel like everybody's sitting there with their finger on the trigger just ready to go berserk based on you know everything that a lot of politicians spew as they get to the microphone and say, oh, we're, you know, coming up with this zero tolerance task force to go after these gun dealers that are dumping guns on the streets of crime ridden communities across America and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's a never ending, um, it's a never ending narrative that isn't based in any type of reality. And in fact, there was a new study that just came out in the Journal of Injury Epidemiology, and uh, it talked about the increase in gun purchases and gun violence, but it also talks about how the magnitude of the increase in purchasing at the state level did not explain the magnitude of the increase in non-domestic firearm violence. So in other words, there's tons of evidence of uh, violence in general being up over the last year. Surprisingly, some of the violent murder rates are actually down, even in like Chicago, where every weekend there's 58 people shot and like 9 to 11 or 15 people killed over the weekend. Believe it or not, it's actually the murder rate is actually down over last year, if you can believe that. Uh, it's crazy. But it's also talking about how, um, you know, the the number of guns out there aren't direct, directly proportionate to the increase in crime, even though that's the that's the narrative that politicians love to spew. And uh, they they say that connecting those dots might be good rhetoric, you know, for a news conference, but it's bad logic. So um, you can look at that. It, you know, the study undermines uh, the gun control narrative by showing no link between gun sale and murder spikes. Um, so that's interesting. And uh, if you look also, um, John Lott wrote a good article saying uh, that guns only factor in a small percentage of violent crimes, despite this rhetoric. So 
violent crime is up, you know, but gun crime is actually, you know, pretty steady, if you will. It hasn't really increased. And and 92% of all violent crimes in America don't involve firearms. So if you look at just the violent crimes in America, 92% of them don't include firearms. So as a responsible gun owner who does carry a gun for defensive purposes, um, you, you have a better chance of surviving that violent crime or that violent encounter if you do have a gun because 92% of all violent crimes do not involve firearms. So you might not even be going against an armed assailant. You just might be going against somebody who is a very violent person. So anyway, that's the way things are rolling in, in America right now. Uh, it's it's a smart idea to, to arm yourself in whatever way, shape, or form you're going to do it and take responsibility for your own safety because... You know, like the old saying, you know, when seconds count, the police are often just minutes away, you know. So, and the police would certainly do a great job helping you out and coming to your aid, but generally they're responsive rather than preemptive. We don't have personal bodyguards like all these politicians that want to take our guns away. And I'll talk about that on the other side. I have a great quote I want to read you guys. So stay tuned. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. We'll be right back. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. I'm co-owner of Cape Gunworks in Hyannis, Massachusetts. We like talking about guns, so that's what this show is all about. If you have a gun-related question, make sure you go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire, and you can type your question in, and we will answer it on the air. Um, so you can also call in. There's a show phone number displayed on the stream. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, you can see that, or Twitch or any of those uh, 
social media platforms that we broadcast on. So let's get to a couple of your questions in this segment. Um, so Mark's wondering if it's safe to buy a new in the box Apex trigger from eBay. You surprised anyone has them in stock? I, I think so. I haven't heard too many. I haven't heard of anybody pirating those um, from China. You never know, though. <laughs> they could be. Um, but if it's a good, if it's a brand new Apex, absolutely. I'm sure it's fine. Um, and James wants to know: Are the Franklin Armory rifles fixed mag? So we get a lot of questions about what rifle like AR style rifle can you own in Massachusetts so Franklin Armory and Darkstorm Industries and us occasionally manufacture them as well but we uh, have a fixed mag rifle um, that the magazine is fixed in the gun and then we can sell an AR-15 because it's not considered an assault weapon if the magazine doesn't come out of the gun so that is the key component to it being a, you know, assault weapon, quote unquote. So if that magazine can't come out of the gun, then it can't be considered an assault weapon. So we sell several brands, the Dark Storm and the Franklin Armory. And the Franklin Armory is also available with a binary trigger, but I don't believe we have any with the binary trigger at all. But we do have the, uh, the one with the B5 SOP mod stock and the B5 grip and a really nice handguard with the M-Lock handrail. So those are like $12.99. It's a good price to get a good high quality AR in this state with the fixed mag. And Mean Arms makes an MA loader. It has nothing to do with Massachusetts, although it's marketed to banned states. And basically this magazine rocks into the ejection port and there's a little circle inside that you can put your thumb in and then you can push and top load your magazine with 10 rounds it's an ingenious little design and uh, it top loads your mag without having to open the action of the gun and so you can quickly and efficiently reload your mag um, it does make clearing malfunctions a little bit harder and it also makes uh, taking uh, the gun apart a little bit more awkward if you will if there's a jam or a round in you know caught in the magazine but other than that it's they're fun and those mean arms ma loaders i could probably reload it just as quick as a mag change so it's not a huge compromise um, but if you don't want a magazine in the gun uh, you want to have a detachable mag then you'd be able to get like a sig mcx or a tavor x95 or the Aptis rifle by DRD Tactical. You could get the Set Me L, which we have a bunch of those in stock, and uh, the Keltec RDB, the Keltec SU16, as Joe our gunsmith loves, and uh, they're a pretty cool little lightweight, fun little gun. The Robinson Armament XCR rifle. Those are awesome, and as soon as I can get my hands on one again, we'll hopefully see those pretty soon. I've ordered a ton of them, and we just can't you can't get them they're just i don't know what's going on with their manufacturing facility but i have literally an order that is standing from last july so we've reached the the one year anniversary of my order from robinson armament and i'm really disappointed in that uh i've got several other orders after that but you know 
I would sell the heck out of those rifles in this state and have. Every single one we get, we sell really quick. And they're beautiful guns. I like the design of them. They run well. And our, uh, we had one on the range for a while. And So anyway, um, those are, you know, mystery guns when we're going to get them. So Davey says, have I seen what's going on in South Africa? That's what you need a uh, quote-unquote assault weapon with high-capacity mags for. Yeah, South Africa is extremely disturbing right now, and I've seen uh, some video of it. It is a mess. I mean, looting and burning and pillaging and plundering. It is not a safe place to be. And I was there probably 20 years ago, I'll say 20, 21 years ago, and did a big tour of the whole area. I went to Johannesburg, and I went to uh, Port Elizabeth, and... You know, there were some areas that were very scary, if you will. Like one of the places we went in Johannesburg was Orlando Stadium. It was a soccer stadium. And we had a uh, like a church service in Orlando Stadium. And we were setting up and breaking down. You could hear gunshots outside the stadium at night. And during the day, it was kind of vigilante patrols would patrol the streets and whatnot. And armed vigilantes would... Uh, patrol because the crime was so rampant um, and now it is just a it is a utter mess it is people just going in and having a field day and looting and burning and it's sad because it's very short-sighted they're going to get they're going to get uh, you know they're going to drive business out and they'll be stuck with nothing at that point but uh, it is a mess and I agree that is exactly what you need guns for and uh, Macman says after his 1301 tactical purchase, he wants an NRA edition 365 because it's FDE. Those are really hard to come by in this state because they don't make the thumb safety version. So hopefully we'll get the thumb safety version in the flat dark earth. But if you get the standard version, we do make the FDE grip modules that you can change it out. It's pretty easy to change out. We have gray and FDE in stock, and I even have the magazines with the FDE base plate so it'll match your, your grip module. So that, that'd be a good way to go. So Corey wants to know if binary triggers are legal in mass, and yes, they are. Um, and in case you don't know what a binary trigger is, it's basically a gun that, I mean, a trigger that you can put in your gun that fires uh, when you pull the trigger and when you release it. So it doesn't constitute a machine gun because it, um, when you pull the trigger, it, it releases it. So, you know, and when you, every time you pull the trigger, you get one shot. And then when you release it, you get a shot as well. So, um, so anyway, uh, they are legal. Um, what is my policy on consignment? Um, Matt, bring in a gun if you, you know, want us to sell it for you. Uh, we we take 25%, you get 75%, and we do all the hard work and heavy lifting for you. So we'll go ahead and sell it for you. Um, we'll help you come up with the appropriate price as well. Bob's saying, when do I think we'll be able to buy Colt Commander as just a 5-inch government model? They would have to send it out for testing, Bob. The commanders aren't going to ever be on the target shooting roster that the 5-inch government model is because that is on the target shooting roster. It must have at least a 5-inch barrel to be considered a target shooting gun. But the commander has a 4.5-inch barrel. We all know how much that half-inch difference makes. So therefore, 
we can't sell it. So the Commander 1911 is uh, going to have to get sent to be tested by an independent agency that, that can throw it against the wall, cook it in an oven, drop it off a ladder, and kick it across the floor and all that stuff and make sure the gun is safe for you to be able to buy here in Massachusetts because, heaven forbid, you get one of those guns that were created to blow up in your hand said no gun manufacturer ever but this is a backdoor gun ban this is why it needs to be challenged and F firearms policy coalition is doing a phenomenal job and has challenged this illegal unconstitutional firearms roster in massachusetts it is exactly what it is that's exactly what it is is a backdoor gun ban so because the colt commander 1911 four and a half inch hasn't been tested by some independent lab therefore we can't sell it even though the five inch model is fine go figure it doesn't make any sense um, looking for a muzzle device for your fixed mag AR and you want to go with a linear comp what is the final say for deciphering if a muzzle device is a flash hider finger in the end test uh, LARP it doesn't matter on a fixed mag AR you can have a flash hider you can have a threaded barrel you can have a bayonet lug a collapsible stock because again it can't be considered an assault weapon if you have a fixed mag so I don't even worry about it whether it's a muzzle brake or a flash hider it doesn't matter in a fixed mag AR um, there's a lot of he says there's a lot of hybrid muzzle devices that are not classic A2s but it makes me nervous that someone interprets it as a flash hider and again it doesn't matter if it is a flash hider you don't even have to pin and weld it because it's not a an assault weapon if it has the fixed mag uh, do we still have pre-band GI mags we got bucket tons of them uh, although they go quick so uh, is that scope still there <laughs> it's just the box I'm just showing off the box because it's a scope I like vortex optics sponsor of the show I use their optics personally I'm a big fan I have the 1 to 10 uh, vortex razor HD on my LaRue and uh, it's one of the rifles over my shoulder here uh, but yeah it's a phenomenal optic it is just amazing and Mike's saying he already owns three 9mm carbines should you consider the Beretta Storm carbine as well of course I mean geez what kind of a loaded question was that Mike of course you should uh, the Beretta Storm is a cool gun I don't know if we have any left we might uh, we had them in flat dark earth it was a just a rare run of guns for Beretta because that storm had been discontinued but the cool thing about it is it takes the Beretta 92 mags and there's high cap pre-band Beretta 92 mags available and you can put those in the gun and have um, same mag as the Beretta 92 if you have one of those and just share mags between the two guns but it's a fun gun to shoot in fact my boys, when we they were young and we were in Florida, that was probably the first rifle they ever shot was a Beretta Storm in 9mm. It's a ton of fun to shoot, so we'll be right back. Uh, don't forget about our ladies' night. Every other Thursday and Friday night is date night. And try our range experience package if you don't have a firearms license and you want to try and shoot some guns. So you can always do that. So, all right, we'll be right back. I'm Toby Leary.
Aztec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And join us every week on whatever radio channel you listen on or at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. And we're happy to be on WRKO. So if you haven't listened to us on WRKO AM 680 every Sunday now at 5 p.m. So we're pretty happy to be on the number one talk radio station in New England. So there you have it. Um... Before the break, we were talking about the Beretta Storm, how much I love it. And I got a great question from uh, Scooter, and it says, if your LTC has been restricted by the police chief, is there a way to get that restriction changed so you can conceal carry? And uh, that's an excellent question for Keith Langer. We'll ask him next time we have him on the show and uh, try to get that answered by him. But I think you can appeal any of the chief's decisions and uh, I would definitely reach out to uh, Keith Langer or Jason Guida or uh, Andrew Kucher and get some help in that regard to to getting that restriction eliminated from the from the license to carry so it's not exactly a license to carry if you're restricted to target and hunting right <laughs> you're not exactly carrying the gun so i don't know how it can be considered a license to carry but there it is so um john has a question is there any benefit to using a lightweight bolt carrier group in an ar-15 and are there any disadvantages i don't know of any benefit other than it might create a little less uh recoil if you will but if you get a mid-length gas system it's going to be pretty low recoil anyway, and I could see it, you know, not hitting the back of the stock as hard as as a full mass bolt carrier. But 
it's been my experience that the M16 bolt carriers work the best in AR-15s. And so you can get a M16 bolt carrier from pretty much, you know, you can get them at our store or online or whatever. And they are the full auto bolt carriers that go in the M16s. They don't make your gun full auto, so it's legal to put them in the uh, to put them in the gun. And they seem to work better than anything, in my opinion. I don't like the low mass bolt carriers as much because I've had more issues with them. Usually, the full mass bolt carriers work really good. The M16 ones seem to work the best, in my opinion, in in my experience. So there you have it. That's what I would do. And uh, uh, so I would just stick with the good old-fashioned M16 bolt. Uh, Corey wants to know if I'm more of a pistol or rifle guy, and that's a great question. I don't. I'd have to sit there and think about that. As far as like what I like to shoot more, I like to shoot rifles more. But I definitely interact with pistols way more because I carry you know on a daily basis. So um, I use pistols more than rifles, but if I'm going out to the range to have some fun and, you know, plank for a while, I'm bringing rifles with me. So I do love shooting pistols, don't get me wrong. But I think in practical purposes, I'm more of a pistol guy. In theoretical purposes, you know, for what I would rather go shoot, I'd rather shoot a rifle. So there you have it. Um, LARP wants to know if the Surefire SOCOM brake, is that a pin and welded with a warden on it mass legal? Absolutely. We do it all the time. Although Surefire did just discontinue the warden, which is too bad. We found a bunch of them online, so we have some in stock because uh, I think it's a cool um, you know, blast jacket. And what he's talking about, the warden is a device that slips over the muzzle brake. And snaps on to the muzzle brake, very similar to how the uh, the suppressor mounts on that SOCOM muzzle brake. So Surefire suppressors mount to the SOCOM muzzle brake. So the, this muzzle brake then has something called a warden, which is a blast jacket, and it keeps the the muzzle blast going straight away from the gun instead of straight to the sides and making everybody next to you have a headache. So I love the warden and it clicks on and off. It's a real easy, uh, you know, device to use. So, but absolutely it's mass legal. So, uh, what's up Daryl? And it's going great. I'm glad you got to come in and you got to fire off your bond arms, uh, 410 the other day and, uh, sent a couple rounds of the triple threat downrange. He says, holy cow, it is not a novelty. So, Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That sounds fun. And uh, that is a big kick in a little package. So there you have that. I mean, holy cow, hold on. <laughs> hold on to your hat, as they like to say. Uh, quick question. Do you know if uh, for a veteran, the Massachusetts LTC class and DD-214 are good enough for the concealed license in Florida? That's a good question. Um, only if you did live fire. So Florida requires live fire, believe it or not, for their concealed carry permits. You cannot open carry in Florida. And uh, to get a concealed weapons permit, you have to take a live fire class. So I don't think the combination of LTC and DD-214 are good enough unless they are live fire uh, classes. 
I know they accept a huge variety of classes. Um, the USCCA concealed carry and home defense class that we teach here at, at Cape Gunworks is one that Florida accepts um, as their live fire class. So you, you just have to check with them if you took a live fire class or not. Um, if you did, then it, it could possibly meet the definition. So because uh, it's just a basic NRA. So I know they accept that with the live fire component. Any recommendation for tracking down a Smith & Wesson Model 19 in two and a half inch barrel nickel finish? Do you want like ivory grips with that, KJ? Because uh, <laughs> you're asking for a unicorn, you might as well complete the, uh, the order here. Um, I could get one on order for you. And, uh, you know, they do walk in the door from time to time. I don't know if Smith & Wesson is currently making that configuration anymore. I don't think they are with the nickel finish, but because um, they call that their classic series, and I believe they're just blued. But I could look into it for you. You could always call the store and ask. But every once in a while, they come in. Um, honestly, though, your best bet on something like that is probably going to be Gunbroker. Uh, go to gunbroker.com and look at that, and then you could have it transferred in, and we can, you know, you just pay the $40 transfer fee, and you're good to go. So can a 17-round mag be modified to comply with mass law so the gun feels better in your hand? I'm specifically talking about a Taurus G3 Compact. Yes. So you can definitely, we can modify a high-cap mag and limit it to 10 rounds and pin it so that it can't be, you know, doctored or altered and then it's legal so not a problem uh, Dave wants to know if you build a fix mag AR-15 out of a DSI fix mag complete lower purchased in mass and a Durkin upper build kit do I need to register it with the state of Massachusetts that is my understanding Dave that after the gun goes bang you have seven days to register it um, so I would just go ahead and do that as a precaution because um, we are a registration state, so if you want to stay out of trouble, you would go ahead and do that. And uh, so, yeah, there you have that. Um, does Cape Gunworks carry any pre-band Mini 14 mags? We do from time to time. I am currently out of stock, but we do have a pre-band, I mean, we, we, excuse me, we have a Mini 14 for sale with three pre-band mags um, currently. Uh, so you could always call about that and check into it. And so, yeah, you have that. Tom wants to know, can I get a VP9 uh, optics ready in mass? Absolutely. And I know we have a slide right now that's optics ready um, in the case for sale. So you could always, if you already have a VP9, you could just upgrade the slide and sell your old one. So that that would work as well. Um, before the last break, I talked about, um, I talked about, yeah, Roy just chimed in and said, or the Meprolite, you can always get the Meprolite red dot sight, which you just exchange your rear sight, and then we have a red dot that cla clamps onto it, and it's a quick detach, so it's that's a really cool uh, setup, and we have those in stock for a variety of guns, Glock, and Smith & Wesson, and, uh, you know, VP, HK, so I think Springfield, um, so you can always retrofit a gun if it does, it's not cut for optics uh, to pretty much a lot of different guns. Um, but before the break, we were talking about, um, you know, uh, gun control and whatnot. And I found a really good quote uh, by this guy, Stefan 
uh, Molyneux uh, from Canada, and he's a blogger that, you know, if you Wikipedia him, he sounds like this, you know, Adolf Hitler himself, but I don't know the guy from Adam. I've never heard him. I've never uh, listened to his podcast, but uh, he has a very good thing about gun control, and this is a guy from Canada, uh, and I'm just going to read what he said because it's very true, and, you know, I don't care if you don't agree with the source of it, uh, this is still a very true statement. And uh, it says, if you are for gun control, then you are not against guns because it's the guns will be needed to disarm people. So it's not that you're anti-gun. You're just, uh, you need the police's guns to take away the other people's guns. So you're very pro-gun. You just believe that only the government then he has in parentheses, which is, of course, so reliable, honest, moral, and virtuous, should be allowed to have guns. So you only want the government to have the guns. There is no such thing as gun control. There is only centralizing gun ownership in the hands of a small political elite and their minions. And I couldn't agree with that sentiment more. So like people who say, why do you need a gun? You know, you're only the police should have a gun. Okay, so... You're not against guns. You know that they are used to prevent crime or defend people from violence. But you think that only certain people should be protected against violence and crime. And that's, you know, government officials or police. And you don't believe that American citizens have that same luxury afforded to them or shouldn't have that same luxury afforded to them and so you're if you're honest intellectually honest you're not against guns you're just against guns in the hands of people who could actually use them and defend themselves or that take great pleasure in them like I know lots of people one of them was just in here a few minutes ago a good friend of mine and he doesn't even carry a gun he barely even shoots a gun. Every once in a while, he'll shoot a gun. He just bought a 22, and he was really excited about the group size he shot uh, and said it was probably the best group size he's ever done with a five-shot group. It looked like a single hole, and he got that CZ-457 trainer rifle. Uh, it's a really cool 22 caliber rifle, bolt action. So, um, But the point is, you know, a lot of people don't carry a gun for defensive purposes, but they get great pleasure from guns from shooting them uh, recreationally or collecting them or researching the nuance of, you know, who owned it and when it was made and what serial number range and what it came with from the factory and, you know, what color it was when it left and, you know, what kind of grips are on it and sights are on it. And I mean, I could tell you countless people that barely ever shoot guns, but they are very into guns. And, you know, that you're denying those people their right to pursue happiness as afforded to them under the Constitution if they find that to be a pleasurable experience. There's a lot of people in Europe and Ireland. There's a a guy who follows us on Instagram. He's actually been into the shop. He came here from Ireland. And uh, he he says, uh, man, I love America. I live vicariously through you guys because I'm into guns. I love the nuance of them. I love the history of them. I love the, 
you know, the feel and the, the look of him. And he, he basically can't even touch him, but yet he still gets the great pleasure from it, but he's doing it vicariously through us. And so you're denying those people the pursuit of happiness under, that's afforded to them under the First Amendment. So anyway, take a private lesson and get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. Lessons for pistol, rifle, and shotgun. Go test out different guns. Go to capegunworks.com forward slash privates if you want to sign up. And we had Brenna on last week. You could sign up with her or Glenn or any of the other instructors and we'd love to have you down here. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Nobody thinks it will happen to them. But with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24 7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection. Welcome back. You're listening to Rapid Fire, the fastest hour in radio. It's Rapid Fire. So this is Toby Leary, your host, co-owner of Cape Gunworks in Hyannis, Massachusetts. We'd love to see you online whenever we record this show. So go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and go to that same link if you want to be in the the winning column. So we have a giveaway every week. Last week, we gave away a membership to U.S. Law Shield, which is one of the sponsors of the show. And uh, this week, we are giving away the cooler and some what? Mosquito repellent stuff. It is summertime on Cape Cod, and the bugs are out, man. So that'll help you as you sit down with your cooler full of cold beverages of your choice and your you get this little mosquito repellent and we'll we'll be giving that away this week. So you want to get signed up for that. All right, back to your questions. Mike says the Sig Sauer, I assume he means MPX, CZ Scorpion and Ruger are all great 9mm carbines in my experience. And I can't disagree with you there, Mike. I would say that the Sig MPX is the most AR-ish if you wanted a subcaliber um, AR-15 type of weapon, even though it's not Eugene Stoner design, but the the there's a charging handle and a safety and a trigger all kind of in the same location in proportion to the grip as the AR-15. Uh, so if you wanted a AR-style rifle that is legal in mass, the SIG MPX is a phenomenal gun. In my opinion, it's the pinnacle of all the, you know, pistol caliber carbines it is a really really nice gun fun to shoot and uh the drawback is you can't get pre-band mags for it so 
Uh, the Ruger PC carbine that he's talking about is great because it comes with two mag wells. One is the one that takes the Ruger SR9 mag or SR40, depending on what caliber you get. And it also comes with the Glock insert, so you can take the Ruger one out and put the Glock one in and then shoot Glock mags, and there's certainly pre-band Glock mags floating around out there. So you have that going for you if you want to get one of those. And their price point is phenomenal. I think they're, you know, range from $699 to $899, depending on the configuration you're, you get it in. So... Uh, Fun with a Gun says he got the Florida license out of state online with no live fire. And I'm surprised because I know they require a live fire certificate. And that was a recent change. So I don't know how long you've had yours. But they actually are no longer, no longer have reciprocity with Utah because Utah does not require live fire. So um, that's one of the requirements. So maybe you just had it that predated um, you know, the change a couple of years ago. I don't know when you got it, but anyway, that's cool. And maybe they changed some stuff up. Uh, CV Builder wants to know, can you build a fixed mag AR from a virgin lower, say from PSA? Sure, if you can find one from PSA, because I know they won't ship to Massachusetts anymore. And uh, as long as you're purpose building the gun from uh, a virgin lower for to be a fixed mag, you certainly can do it. Um, and Scooter has been having a tough time getting mags for the M&P 1522. And I, I hear you. Believe me. I've had them on order for six, eight months, and we haven't had any come in. So I don't know what the heck's going on with that. I'll have to check in with Smith & Wesson find out what the deal is, man. Because 10-round mags are pathetic right now for your 1522. Um, and Davey has a great question. Can you put a mag extension on a pre-band Glock mag, like the 19 round instead of 15 for a Glock 40, a 40 caliber Glock? And the answer is 100% yes. If it's a pre-band mag, it doesn't matter if it's got 11 or 111 rounds, it's a pre-band mag. So you can put the extendomatic on there. That's a highly technical term, by the way. Extendomatic, yeah. So you can put like a Terran Tactical base on there or one of the other companies that make them as well and uh, squeeze out as many rounds as you want. So, uh, Dave, what are my thoughts on the Vortex Spitfire Gen 2 3X Red Dot? And it's a great site if you want like a fixed power, like ACOG ish type site. The price is right on it and the Spitfire is a true. Um, it's it's got an etched reticle like the ACOGS, uh, but it's also a red dot sight, and it gives you that three power. So you can keep both eyes open, and you get the magnification, and it's also great for people who have an astigmatism. Uh, so it's very clear. I mean, it's one of the clearest scopes on the market. Um, I don't have any of the three powers in stock, but we have the true one powers in stock, which are also very good. And so, all right, you guys are, uh, your questions are fast and furious. We'll get to some more on the other side of the break. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll get to more of your questions after this. You're listening to Rapid Fire, and we will be pulling the winner the next segment. So go to capegunworks.com forward slash rapid fire and get signed up right now. Do it quick. Hurry up. We'll be right back.
made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And uh, your questions are rolling in fast and furious, so you want to go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, so you can be a part of the discussion. And uh, we'll get right back to your questions. Uh, Max says, I know you carry a 9mm, wondering if you like or dislike the 40 cal, not trying to put you on the spot with caliber uh, debate. Just want to know your thoughts on the 40. Some say it's a dead caliber. Are you trying to get me to break the internet today, Mac? Is that what you're doing? You're baiting me into breaking the internet because uh, that's what usually um, <laughs> gets everybody going. If you want it job done right, carry a 45. 40 is the in-betweener that you can, you know, and on and on and, and nine. But all right, I'm going to break it down as simply as I can. I, I don't mind 40 cal. Is it a dead caliber? Probably not. It's going to be around for a while, um, but here's the deal. Under normal ammo supply and demand conditions, 9mm is a lot cheaper to shoot. In a free state, you have more capacity in your magazine for the same size gun. Like the guy who commented, can he get his Glock mag up to 19 instead of 15? by putting that big mag extension on. So say a Glock 23 holds 15 rounds. Uh, I'm sorry, a Glock 23 holds 13 rounds. You get 15 in a Glock 19. So you get that two extra rounds for the same size gun. Uh, it doesn't matter as much in this state because you're limited to 10 rounds anyway. But even in, say, an M&P shield, the Smith & Wesson shield, you get seven shots in a 40 caliber and eight in a nine. So you get the extra capacity. People will often say, well, you don't need it the extra round if you got more stopping power. Okay. The other side of the coin is what can you shoot more efficiently? So what, how, what caliber affords me getting as many rounds on target in the shortest amount of time? with a legitimate stopping power. So yeah, you could make the argument 22 I can shoot the fastest, but it's not legitimate stopping power. 380 is probably now the minimum I would recommend as a caliber besides maybe 22 Magnum, but uh in a revolver uh if someone is insisting on a revolver. Uh but in a semi-automatic uh 380 is probably the minimum I would recommend and 
nine millimeter, in my opinion, is a much better caliber than 380. It's cheaper to, you know, buy under normal circumstances. But I can shoot nine millimeter faster with greater accuracy than I can with 40. So it's a simple math equation. All shooting is a balance of speed and precision. So I want to be able to put as many rounds on target in the shortest amount of time. 40 just has a lot more recoil than 9mm, so it's just a simple physics you know, calculation. I can put more rounds with 9mm on target in a shorter amount of time than I can 40 or 45 or 357 SIG or 357 Magnum or whatever other uh, caliber you want to talk about. So that's why I've chosen to carry it you know, because it's, I, you know, ultimately as a defensive tool, if I find myself in the unlikely event that I do need to use my gun to defend myself or others, I want to end that threat as quickly as possible. And I can do that, in my opinion, better with 9mm because I can put more rounds on target. And statistically, that's what ends the threat. It's multiple rounds to the high center chest, and uh, you want to put as many as you can in the shortest amount of time as you can before the other guy or the bad guy can kill you. So there you have it. That's my simplest way of saying it. Hopefully that makes sense. And uh, I'm not going to shame you if you carry a 40. I don't really care. In fact, when I was in Alaska hiking in the back woods, when I knew I was in grizzly country, I wanted 40. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I had 40 with me that day because um, bears probably are a little bit more uh, tougher than the average perp you know so anyway when am i going to open another shop on the other side of the canal the cape traffic is interfering with my target practice i wish i could kj give you that uh that day and time but i don't know it's we'll see let's see what the future holds and chris wants to know if i was to sbr something like the hk sp5 would the roster still be an issue well, it kind of is because I don't know how you get the gun in the first place to to SBR it um, because it's not on the roster. So it's kind of a chicken and an egg problem. If you do the SP5L route and put all the 922R compliant parts on it, and then now you have a rifle that's like an HK94, you could do that and then SBR it down the road, which you're either going to cut the barrel or send it away to have somebody press it out and press in a new you know, short barrel. So that's a tough one to, you know, come up with. Who knows? But um, how do you tell if a magazine is pre-banned? Well, there's certain ones that are dated, certain ones that like a SIG 226, for instance, had a zipper back to it. And uh, then Glock, it was where the placement of the uh, caliber is on the back of the magazine. And if it's a U or a square notch, there's, the internet will help you out with that a lot. Um, there's, It's all different. Uh, from magazine company to magazine company. So have I fired the LCP Max 380 and my thoughts? No, I haven't. Um, I think it's a very cool gun, but the LCP in 380 is not mass compliant. The LCP in 22 is. I would love that LCP Max 380. It's like the bodyguard on steroids, if you will. Um, it's a double action only hammer fired gun, which they've really done a good job with the trigger on those so i i think that's a really good gun um, and i'd love to see them become mass compliant or i'd love to see firearms policy coalition win in their lawsuit and eliminate the roster here in massachusetts so um 
So Matt is saying, if you get the Utah license, can you purchase a firearm in other states or does it just make it legal to carry? That's a great question. Uh, it just makes it legal to carry. You can still purchase long guns in other states if it's not restrictive to that uh, state, but you can't buy handguns across state lines unless you own property in that state or have a residence in that state. So this week's winner is Eileen Coughlin. Congratulations, Eileen. You won the cooler and the uh, Skeeter stuff that's going to keep the mosquitoes away from you. And I uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, thank you again for tuning in this week. And remember, the show is ending here, but the show goes on afterwards online. So tune in to capegunworks.com, rapid fire, and join us on the range or hear the extended answers to your questions. So, uh, you know, always love talking to you guys and chatting with you. Some great questions. And you can listen to us the next two Mondays on Grace Curley's 2A Monday. Uh, we'll be on that show in the, sec- in the third hour of the show. And Howie and Grace will be broadcasting live here at Cape Gunworks. So if you want to come say hello, come on down. We'd love to have you. All right, guys, God bless. Have a wonderful week. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. <laughs>